All right. Good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Good uh, Good morning. Good start to the day. Uh, fantastic day. Great day. Good weather. Uh, yeah. So obviously there, there was a report yesterday that came out where um, a couple things were said, a couple things were told. Uh, we're going to dig into kind of the, the report itself and then also um, talk a little bit about the meaning of the report and maybe where the context of it was was taken and twisted to an extent but before we start obviously we have to do what we've done every morning which is do the unfuck yourself daily calendar today people would rather explain their life than intervene with it interesting interesting good way to start your day all right so let's hop into it um also tomorrow morning uh pretty big show tomorrow morning at 8 30 um, have someone who breaks down film. Uh, this is not somebody on Texans Twitter. This is somebody with a scouting background that uh, is going to be coming on at 8.30 tomorrow morning to talk about the 2023 quarterback class, talk about each individual prospect, uh, weak, strengths, weaknesses, uh, and kind of what he's seen from, from the candidates on film in college. Talk to him about what he thinks the Texans should do uh, in uh, with either the second pick or the twelfth pick in regards to quarterback. Um, tomorrow's going to be a really good show, really big show. Also have Brandon Scott next week. Um, for those that aren't familiar, Brandon Scott's probably the dopest dude in Houston when it comes to this stuff. So tomorrow morning, make sure you guys mark your calendar, ten thirty a.m. Uh, or I mean eight thirty a.m. Uh, we're going to have uh, somebody on the show that you guys will recognize and. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this work. Pretty big deal. So it'll be awesome. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks, Nathan. I appreciate it. I put that one together. Trying to do some things. Um, as you guys can see, the camera quality is much better, uh, which is exactly what I was going for. So um, shout out to myself for getting that shit right. Um, working on another intro, uh, some logos and stuff, too. But yeah, so appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys tell a friend, slack, uh, you know, make sure you tell them on Twitter, tell a friend through text, whatever it may be, like, subscribe, turn notifications on, make sure you guys have those notifications on. I know that I try to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, but obviously life gets in the way sometimes in the morning, so it makes it a little difficult, but uh, I'll continue to do this. So uh, make sure you guys have the notifications on so you guys can see when I'm live, we can start to really build this thing up, give you guys some good content, but most importantly, give you guys a different perspective. I think that's really ultimately what it boils down to when it comes to uh, this channel and what we're trying to do, I'm, I don't want to reiterate or regurgitate anything that other people are saying, unless obviously it's, you know, it's, it's, it's worthwhile talking about, right? But I, I want to challenge the thought process of other individuals and want to start to think outside the box. And I think today, it, it, that's a really good segue into today and, and today's show and what we're going to be talking about. So yesterday there was a report, um, DJ, I, I don't know his last name. I, I don't want to, I think it's, it's, it's almost like be enemy to an extent um, from ESPN um, came over and started covering the team in the off season. Jets fans love him. Uh, I, I liked him at the beginning, uh, but then there were some things that he did in regards to reports and, and stuff like that, that I just kind of started to question some of the things um, that were being put out. And, and yesterday really kind of doubles down on, on those things. So, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to that field of work, Everything's about generating clicks. Everything is about building engagement and building a following. One really good way to do that is to tell a fan base what a team is going to do it to based on what he's 
hearing. Um, and and no disrespect to DJ whatsoever. Uh, he seems to be a really good dude. People that I fuck with in the media uh, really like him and really like him as a person. So, you know, again, no disrespect to, to him at all. He seems like a really good dude. Um, not, you know, thinking J. Cole is overrated, probably going to rub me the wrong way. Um, question anybody's music opinion if if that's how you feel about j cole kind of strange kind of strange obviously i'm joking but uh yeah so yesterday uh dj uh, put out a report that uh on espn that the texans were telling head coaching candidates during the interview process that they were taking a quarterback at two now um could that be true absolutely that could be true uh it's most likely true right it's most likely true uh Am I hoping that that's not the case? I'm not hoping that that's not the case. I just hope that they love the prospect to take the prospect, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, I put a tweet out the other day. I don't really understand the crowd that is like, just grab a quarterback. It doesn't matter. Man, you can't do that. You you can't draft any player rounds one through three, maybe even four, just to fill a positional need, right? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this Texans team, Okay. Their entire team is a need. Outside of left tackle and right tackle, they have a need everywhere. It's a every single position, there is a glaring hole. You can add talent at any position and your team is better. So for a team like the Texans to go in and zero in on a on a on a positional need, it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's not pro, it's not the best way for them to move forward with approaching the draft and building the roster. You can never draft based on need. It, it is just a terrible approach. It doesn't work. Um, but you can have, like, the way that they do it, they have their big board, right? Nick, the scouting team, the head coach, you know, some of the assistant coaches, they all gather around. Even Nick Casario talked about it yesterday on uh, Texans Access, where, you know, they have draft meetings. They start to build their board. Their board has all their players ranked, right? So probably 150 players, 200 players ranked from 1 to 200. Then they go through the draft, and as that board, you know, let's, for example, let's go to two. One player is taken off, so there's a good chance that that number one player that they had ranked on their board is gone. Let's say it's Will Anderson in this situation. Well, then at two, they go to their second-ranked player, and they grab that guy, right? And so throughout the draft, that's that's going to be their process. They're going to go off of their scouting. They're going to go off of the data that they've gathered. They're going to go off of the film that they've watched. They're going to do it from, you know, the, the pro days that they've attended, the combine, uh, the senior bowl, any games that they int- uh, attended in person last year uh, during the college football season, uh, you know, these scouts travel around and, and they watch these guys live. Uh, and so then they'll, that's how they draft. They draft based on, you know, where they rank the prospect. So could a quarterback be at two? Absolutely. Right. Who is the quarterback at two? I don't know. I don't think anybody actually knows. I think everybody has their own uh, bias towards who it should be, but nobody actually knows. Nobody knows what the Texans are going to do uh, on in April, whenever the draft is. It, it just doesn't make sense for that to be the case. One, so let's 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 talk about why would the Texans do this? Why would the Texans tell head coaching candidates that this is what they're doing at two? They're taking a quarterback, and the answer is they wouldn't. Right. Like, think about it. Like, why why would the Texans tell a candidate, hey, we're guess what, man? Thanks for interviewing for this job. 
Uh, we're taking a quarterback at two. Not only are we taking a quarterback, we're going to tell you exactly who or who our top-ranked quarterbacks are. That doesn't make any sense. This scouting team and Nick have been working on this draft for you know six, seven months. Why would they tell a candidate that's interviewing with other teams, other quarterback-needy teams, that they're going to take a quarterback at two? They wouldn't. That hurts them. That that puts them in that they have no leverage whatsoever when it comes to their picket too, uh, and it, it totally impacts how the draft could go, and it, it just it logically it doesn't make any sense for the Texans front office to do that during these this interview process. Uh, it, it's a bit strange too. I, I, I like here's what I think happened. <clears throat> I think that they talked to head coach candidates and said, you know, the head coach candidate probably asked a question, Hey, you know, we're looking at, you know, looking at the quarterback position, kind of what's your plan there from a front office perspective when it comes to the quarterback coming in, you know, in the 2023 season, Nick or Cal probably said, you know, all options are on the table right now. You know, we obviously have a ton of draft capital, you know, we could grab one in the draft, you know, if, if there's one available when we pick that, that we're in love with, we could sign one in free agency. We could trade for a quarterback. We could run it back with Davis Mills. Like, I guarantee you every scenario was talked about. And I'm sure, you know, whoever leaked this, like, and this all goes back to a video a month back where we talk about why our sources leaked and why, where is this information coming from? Like, why are, why is this information being leaked? There's a reason. Uh, we usually it comes from an agent or a player. They want it out there. And uh, so <clears throat> I just don't see a situation where the Texans would do this. And I think when you also take into consideration the fact that one of those teams that interviewed pretty much all of the same candidates we did outside of D'Amico Ryans is the Indianapolis Colts, your division rival, who is at four. Why would you tell a candidate that's also either going to like the Texans can see everything on Twitter too. They can see when a candidate's going to, you know, interview with another team. Why would they tell a candidate that's going to go meet with the Colts? Hey, just, just, you know, just FYI, we're taking a quarterback at two. That, that just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know, man. It's, it's really weird how sometimes these, these reports come out. Um, so yeah, so the, like, there's really no reason for them to to leak any of that information, and um, I, I find it strange that the report was leaked the way that, or was written the way that it was written. Um, <clears throat> you know, props to DJ for for being able to gather information. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm trying to steer clear of the battle of the local media where I take them on and tell them that they all suck. Like that's not my goal. And I don't think DJ sucks. I think DJ's actually really good. I wish he would do a little more in regards to like the roster and personnel and, and maybe some film breakdowns because I think he's extremely smart. Um, but these reports are just, that's all they are. Those are reports. It doesn't really help this team in any way. And also you got to keep in mind and, and, the Texans makes a good point. Like, or not that one, this one, uh, smoke stirring season. Like this is the time where GMs, owners, coaches, they all say whatever they need to say to try to potentially gain leverage entering the 2023 draft. 
right? Ursay posted a video or a, a photo of something about his relationship with the Bears has gone on since 1960, right? Like, there's just so many different things that teams are going to do leading up to the draft uh, to start to potentially gain leverage and do what they can. Um, and that's just, you can't take anything you hear or see seriously. You have to wait until the draft. It all changes by the draft. It can all change within the first pick. You just, you never know what's going to happen. There are reports now that Justin Fields might be traded there. You know, there are reports that Justin Fields isn't going to be traded. Like nobody knows anything. And nobody will know anything until April when the draft actually happens. It's fun to talk about. And I think ultimately that is what the media is trying to do is, you know, it's, it's a dead period. It's the off season. Like they need to garner clicks and engagement. They need to be able to, to build a following in the off season. I think that's what the strong uh, media members do is they're able to do that during, you know, the slow times of the NFL and, you know, props to them for having to do that. Just stop with like the misinformation. I, I think that's like the part that, probably needs to be left out you can build a following without doing that um so yeah so i i, I think the texans are taking a quarterback i don't want them to but i do think that they're going to take a quarterback and you know this is kind of just a, a reach on the obvious right obviously the texans are, are in the market for a quarterback we all saw how the last two seasons went um, there's no reason to think that they're going to give Davis Mills an opportunity to, to play again, um, as a starter. So it's gonna, you're just going to hear so many different reports over the next, I don't know, man, it's what the 17th, you're going to hear all sorts of reports over the next four, eight weeks. I, th- I think the draft is at the end of April. So just get, get used to this information. Like this, this stuff is going to leak for, or not leak, but there's going to be a ton of reports over the next eight weeks leading up to the draft that you're going to have to just kind of go back and just understand, you know, it's a lot of smoke screens. It's a lot of fluff. It's, you know, it's teams doing what they can to gain leverage in the draft to better position themselves, to grab a player that they're interested in or that they want. Um, but I, I wouldn't take any of it seriously until, you know, the first, until the bear, if the bears do trade their pick, we, we might know before the draft actually happens. And a lot of times the number one pick can be traded prior to the actual draft to where that'll give everybody else some more information to talk about. I don't want the Texans trading up in the first, I, I don't think it, or to the first pick overall, I don't think it makes a ton of sense. <clears throat> um, I think they should probably just stamp at it too, or move back from two to like a team like Carolina. Let's say the Colts move up one, grab Will Levis or CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Three other quarterbacks are on the three other uh, quarterbacks are on the board. Carolina is in a situation where they need a quarterback. Uh, they might sign Derek Carr, but other than that, like they still need a quarterback for the future. Derek Carr is not going to win them a championship. So maybe Carolina wants to come up uh, at two. Like there's so many different options. There's nobody in this world that knows how this draft is going to go. It's it's plain and simple, and uh, it's going to take some time. Uh, you're going to hear a bunch of reports, but you know, kind of use your best judgment, filter through them, uh, and, and form your own opinion on that. So, uh, all right, zero tucks given sounds like a trade back leverage play. They don't like the other guy. Yeah, possibly. It, it could be like this is like one of those situations where it really could just be anything, right? Like it it could be about anything. <clears throat> uh, zero tucks given. 
I think Serio could be waiting a year to buy himself time. The clock really doesn't start ticking until the uh, he picks a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. I, if it was me, that's probably what I would do. I'd probably use all this draft capital and free agency to really build and field a competitive team before I roll out a rookie quarterback. But also, and, and this has been talked about a lot as well, this team isn't in a position where, you know, they have other obligations outside of winning right now. You know, I think, I don't believe owners and GMs really believe or see that winning ultimately is going to fill seats and and, and bring people back to NRG. Excitement, entertainment, that that is a quick way to give a boost to your organization to fill that stadium back up. You got to remember, like this team has from the inception till last season, I think it was last season, maybe the season before, they were sold out of every game. Every game. Every single game. So last year, going from full stadium to what we saw last year, 25% at times filled stadium, um, they they need an injection. And, and the quickest way to give them that, especially to build on the momentum that they already established with D'Amico Ryans being named head coach, grabbing a quarterback. Do I think that organizations should make decisions based on that? No. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, like the NFL isn't I, – I saw this thing from like Uberfax. I don't know if you guys follow Uberfax, but it's pretty dope. Like a lot of good facts. Um, that the NFL is the only sport between the MLB, at, uh, hockey, <clears throat> and NBA that are labeled as an enterta- entertainment industry. Like they're in the entertainment industry. They're not in sports. And ultimately – you know, this team is going to do whatever they can to get butts back in seats. And I don't think that that should be how teams approach the draft or approach free agency. They should approach fielding the best, most competitive team possible, adding players that are extremely good at football. Um, but at the end of the day, the guy who writes the check makes the decisions. And, you know, I kind of thought we were past that process where Cal or Hannah was going to come in and say, hey, you have to do these things. And, and hopefully we still are. But I don't think that that'll be the. I, I think the Texans will take a quarterback at two just because it's good business. It won't be to field the most competitive team. It won't be to bring winning back to Houston. And to say all that, they could do both, right? If they hit on the quarterback and, and they hit on everything else, it could definitely happen. Um, so, not saying that drafting a quarterback won't lead to results, it could lead to results. Um, but it also could, you know, hurt the longevity of the team and put us back in a pro in a, in, in a situation where we need to find another quarterback in year three or four. Um, so, yeah, there, there's tons of different things going on. It's it's interesting uh, to see how how it's going to go and what's going what's going to happen. Um, but tons of opportunity for sure. Um, Playing the Cow Pies again this year. That's cool. Uh, always love beating the Cowboys. Oh, Ricky, what up? I just posted this on Twitter. But what is the can leaking? Wait, but what is the con of leaking that we are looking at a quarterback at two? All it does is make the Bears and our pick more valuable. And the Colts are the only team heavily looking to get a quarterback right now, which will hurt them long term, forcing them to trade to the first and trading away their future. Yeah, but that's not necessarily true. Like the Colts are labeled as a team that need a quarterback, but you have Atlanta, you have, you know, who knows what Seattle's going to do with Geno Smith. 
you know, the Lions could shock everybody and be all in on getting a younger quarterback to sit behind Jared Goff in the remaining years of his contract. Um, the Panthers are in need of a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. The Commanders don't have a quarterback. Like, there are tons of teams that don't have a quarterback that could potentially move up. Um, it's not just the Colts. Colts are the easiest to move up because of where they sit in the draft at four. But outside of that, there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback. And we've seen it plenty of times where teams will give up a haul to go up. Will they go up to one? I'm, I'm not sure. Like, that's a big ask. But maybe they go up to two. Um, maybe they go up to three. I, honestly, if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at this draft right now, I think the prime trade target is actually three with Arizona. Arizona's in a spot where they're going to need to add talent to their roster. Um, they they are not in a good spot from a roster perspective, uh, and I think three is a, a, a heavy target for for a lot of teams to to trade up and grab. A quarterback let's say for example the bears don't trade grab jalen carter or will anderson texans take the top quarterback on the board in their opinion and now you're at you have arizona at three that's a target that i think you'll probably see a trade is is three with arizona but we'll have to see uh how many quarterbacks in the draft uh there, there's a quite a bit there's a couple guys that are later around um that are interesting targets some people have them ranked you know, in the end of the first, early second, Tanner McKee from uh, Stanford, uh, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, uh, Jaron Lee from BYU. There's a couple late round flyers, but outside of that, you have the the top four right now, at least is how it seems. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. And then you have Hendon Hooker, Tanner McKee, uh, and, and uh, Jaron, I think I forgot his last name, the guy from the quarterback from BYU. So there's definitely, you know, there's some quarterbacks. Uh, we'll have to wait and see where they go. Texans have the 33rd pick overall. Uh, wouldn't be interesting. Would be interesting to see if they wait until, you know, the second round and grab Hendon Hooker um, or or even Tanner McKee go, go the same route that Davis Mills uh, and take a Stanford quarterback pro, you know, pro ready system. Um, so we'll see. There, there's tons of options. Um, zero tucks given. That's the point. It creates a bidding war for the first or second pick, not the Colts, which is good. Or not just the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. No, we don't play Dallas this year. We play them every four years. Oh, okay. Well, I was confused by the cow pies again this year. Um, all right. Well, look, with that being said, I got six minutes till I got to get to work. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I know it was only 25 minutes. Tomorrow's going to be an amazing show. I have a scout on that has watched the film, broke down the film for the 2023 quarterback class. Um, one of my friends, somebody that I, I talked to on Twitter quite a bit, he was on the show very early on. If anybody remembers, uh, about five years ago, six years ago is before we took Deshaun Watson. So, um, it's going to be fun. Uh, this will be a good one and, uh, make sure you guys have your notifications on for next week or for tomorrow at eight 30. Uh, we'll be live. We'll be talking about the draft and, and what should happen and what the Texans could do. We'll get some good film breakdown from this person and uh, it'll be a ton of fun. So make sure you guys have notifications on, make sure you tell your friends to tell a friend to like subscribe and turn noties on for Texans unfiltered. Going to continue to pump out some content for you guys. Uh, appreciate everybody that's here. Appreciate all the comments. And uh, I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow morning.